And welcome back to the Film School for Marketers podcast. This is episode number 23. I am one of your co-hosts, Zach Bassner, and I'm joined by the lovely, the charming Mariah Anderson. Hi. How are you feeling, Zach, post-inbound? I'm feeling pumped up. I'm ready to get after it. It's, hey, you get a bunch of sales and marketing people all together like this, and especially having so many conversations about video, like I'm ready to go. I wish we could have had this in like January, just to, I could have rode the high all year. Right. Or like, maybe we just need to go to things like that more than once a year. I mean, hey, like not too far from now in April, we have Digital Sales and Marketing World, which we'll get that same hype from. So, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Shout out DSMW. Do you have your tickets yet? April 5th to the 7th. (laughs) Anyhow, we're not here to talk about that today, but you should be there. Uh, Excited about our episode today. We're talking about how to get your team comfortable in front of the camera, uh, becoming great communicators. This is, a, this is a part in the journey of having a video culture, which is getting your team just comfortable and confident, getting the reps in, getting in front of, uh, of the camera. And ultimately, when you do so, you want to make sure that it's good. And so we're going to talk today about things that you can do to make sure that not only is your team comfortable and confident, but that what they actually produce mm-hmm. is going to reflect well on your brand. It's going to actually speak to your buyers and it's going to ultimately build trust, which is the idea with this whole content marketing thing in general. Uh, but Mariah, why did this come up now? Why are we talking about it here in episode 23? Yeah, I would say especially over inbound, I had a couple conversations about people who had you know, finally brought in somebody to handle video, uh, but they were running across a couple obstacles. One of them being that the people that they had on camera maybe weren't communicating as effectively as they could be, or they just weren't great on camera. And it was like, who owns, who owns that in the end? Is it the videographer that owns whether someone does really well on camera? Is it on the person in front of the camera? Is it the marketing team? So a lot of just different things I feel are important for you, Zach and I to talk about of what to keep in mind if you are in the process of hiring somebody to own that video in-house for you, or you have it and you feel like maybe things are off to a rockier start than you had anticipated. Um, Because there's definitely things that you need to have in place and things that you have to train your team up on um, to create really great video content. So I wanted to dive in a little bit deeper to that today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's start with really, if you're looking for a videographer, there's some traits that you should look for. Really, they're, they're personal attributes that you should look for. But also, if you are a videographer and you listen to this, there are things that you can start to practice and get really good at. And I'm sure many of you are very good at these things, but it, it's good to notice if you are or are not uh, exhibiting these, these types of attributes. I, I think one of the biggest things for making anybody comfortable on camera is, first of all, this is probably something that is brand new to them that they possibly have never, ever done in their life. They may have never spoken in front of a group of people. They may have mm-hmm. never been in front of the camera. So we have to be prepared for that. And that doesn't mean they're not going to do really, really well, or they don't have the potential to do really well. I just as a quick story to, to kind of like paint this picture. I went bungee jumping out of a cable car in the Swiss Alps like four years ago. It was the craziest experience of my life. I was kind of terrified, to be honest with you, leading up to this. But the people who we went up with uh, in this cable car, the people that actually like harness you in and they're there for safety and everything like that, they were cool as a cucumber because they do this every single day (laughs) and it's not a big deal to them. And I was like, I was drawing their courage in like into myself to amp myself up, to get ready to, to plunge out of this perfectly good cable car, you know, 
almost to my death and, and then bounce around for a little bit. It was a crazy experience, but that is sometimes as intense as what other people are feeling. Like this is a, a legit fear for a lot of people. And so the reason I say that story is because if you, as the person who are facilitating this process and you're the one to help guide them through this and really be their kind of support and coach during this, then you need to be confident yourself in your abilities and have confidence in them that they can do it. And I mean, for lack of a better term, like put out the positive vibes, you know, make it fun, make it easy. So how could, quick question for you, in terms of if I am, you know, an organization looking to hire a videographer right now, like, are there certain things that I should look for in that person that I know they're going to make my team feel really comfortable on camera? Like, is there anything aside from expertise in terms of they've been doing this thing that's similar for a long time? Like, what are other things I should pick up on? Sure. I think what most people might take away from what I just said is that, okay, we need to find an extrovert. Like somebody who's really extroverted and energetic and, yeah. and funny and things like this. That's actually not the case at all. But, you know, the likability factor is not based on how loud or charismatic or anything like that. The likability factor is, is this person just easy to be around? Uh, are they going to be able to, you know, do they have empathy? Mm. Are they going to be able to relate to the people who are going to put on camera? And I don't mean to get like sappy or emotional, but you know, like some of the videographers that we've worked with, they have really great connections with their subject matter experts and they're not necessarily super charismatic. Maybe they're just warm and, and so they're easy to be around. And I think that really makes a huge difference. So th this likability factor is really based on, does this person truly care about those that they're putting on camera? Uh, is, does that come out clearly in the way when they're interviewing? Like, do they have empathy? Do they show characteristics of caring for other individuals? And nine times out of 10, if you look for that, you're going to be very successful. I actually wouldn't have thought that. So that's interesting <laughs> that it would be the opposite. So, you know, I hire somebody on um, and, you know, maybe I'm a videographer actually in this moment right now asking you this question. And we've got the subject matter experts, people who are mortified to be on camera, like what are some things, especially if you're teaching somebody, Zach, like to be a videographer that you would say help people get more comfortable on camera um, to start to ease them into it a bit? This is like with anything in life, if you want to get good at something, then you just have to do it. Mm. It's like, you know, maybe the first email you ever sent in your career wasn't a great email, but now you like think about, oh, sending an email. Yeah. Piece of cake. Who do you want me to send it to? Like, you know, no sweat. Uh, I, I think it's it's uh, very similar when you when you've put in the reps and you've done this enough and you've seen yourself on camera, you look for ways to improve. I mean, I've made a ton of of videos at this point. My first one to like twenty were terrible. I found actually a few videos in my like storage the other day and I was watching some of my first videos and I cannot tell you how hard I was cringing. I was like, who is this person? That doesn't I even sound like me, <laughs> but I've had this journey. I, I've, I've done it a lot. And now, you know, people really build relationships with me and, and, and I'm myself on camera and all these great things. And the only way that could have happened is by doing it. You're, you're really not going to get good at this if by just watching other people, it's like, went to the gym and said, Oh, I'm just going to watch those other people lift weights and I'm going to get buff. That's not how it works, right? You got to get in there too. And when you do get in there, you're not going to have great form and you're not going to be able to lift much. But as you work at it, you're going to get better and better. It's, it's the same thing. So if you want to be comfortable, you want to be confident, you just have to do it. I want to pause on that for a second because 
you know, it's funny that I haven't thought of this before um, entirely, but I think a lot of times people get so excited when they finally have somebody who's going to start to shoot this video content and they're stoked to get their team members doing it. And then this, like, it's all this hype. And then all of a sudden the videos are turned around and like, they're not as great as you had expected it. And it's important to remember, like, those are the first videos that you're doing. Like you can't necessarily expect the world. And if anything, it's going to take a couple times for them to get better. Um, but being okay with that process, like embracing that process. And that's just, that's how it's going to be. And it's okay. Like you're going to get better. Yeah. Embrace the messy as we like to say. Yeah. There, there's, there's really a fundamental like thing to that about life. I think, and with anything you do in business as well, the, the messy time is a great opportunity for growth and improvement and it's not comfortable the, the biggest way to fail, I think in a lot of ways is to try and skip the messy part. Mm. So I've seen organizations who want to embrace this culture of video. They want to like, they, they want the, the most admirable fruits from it. Like they want, they're, they're telling, telling me, Zach, we want to build trust and we want to have great relationships with our prospects and we want all these things, but also we want these videos to like be uh, so good that they could be a commercial. It's, you know, you can't have both mm -hmm. and, and you're going to learn through this kind of messy state that, that actually the, the best way to build trust and build relationships is to be human. And we inherently are messy people and that's fine. And you only learn that when you go through the, through the messy part of it. Uh, a company that is like super like into auditing content and you didn't say this right, or you didn't smile here, or you didn't do that. They're the ones who, frankly speaking, don't experience major growth. Mm. Yeah, they have this like nice piece, but it took them three months to finish it and it didn't really produce much results. So there's a very clear correlation there of just being willing to get in, get your hands dirty and embrace that uh, messy time. As we're talking about your team feeling comfortable on camera, there's something else that I feel plays into whether someone feels comfortable or not. And it's something that I came across and I know I've mentioned in a previous episode before. And that's if the team member who is doing the video didn't write the script or play a really big role in it, they're not going to feel comfortable. Like, I think that that's a really quick way for someone to be like, oh, I have to say it this certain way because someone else wrote it and I don't feel 100% on it. Like, I wouldn't say it that way or I wouldn't have brought up those things. I think that makes it really difficult and you're setting unrealistic expectations for someone in that situation, especially if you're not using like a teleprompter or something. You know what I mean? Um, well, I, yeah. I mean, think about the psychology of this. If you're giving somebody a script that they didn't write and you're saying, hey, you're a subject matter expert, but this is the way we want you to say it. That's kind of invalidating their opinion, their ability, all of that. Or on the flip side, let's say they asked for that and they are now taking something that somebody else wrote and now they're trying to emulate that person or emulate a version of themselves that is not them. You still don't get a great result and you still don't get a, you know, a full confidence. Confidence really is the ability to just be comfortable in one's own skin and, the, and being comfortable with what you have to say. So yeah. yeah, the psychology of that is just totally wacky. You shouldn't be in a situation where you're reading a script that somebody else wrote for you. Yeah. So along with that, um, something that I was having a discussion about with somebody was, so, you know, say my, the team member is involved in writing the script. How do you help the person on camera effectively communicate what they're talking about like without a script. So without a teleprompter or something. So even if they wrote it and they're struggling with communicating effectively, like what are tips you would give 
to help them in that area? Yeah, this is such an important question. I find that the teams that are most successful, the subject matter experts, they, they know the structure of a great video. So the video six uh, is what we teach, obviously, here at Impact. So they understand really what that final, final product is going to look like. Not only do they know the structure, but they've been shown and uh, trained on what, is, or what are really the best practices. Mm-hmm. These are you know, principle-based practices, not personal attributes. Very important distinction there. When we're working with teams and training them to be on camera, we're teaching them the principles of communication. We're not teaching them to be a different person or a different type of communicator. Mm-hmm. We're just giving them principles and then they can apply their own personal attributes to that. Uh, and, and once again, that's through training. You can't just expect people to know these things just by throwing them on camera. They, they need the training. So they understand the structure. They understand the best practices. And then finally, they've seen the result at some point of when this is done really well and it's done by somebody who they can relate to. What were the fruits of that? In other words, you want to try and highlight success stories very early on. If you have somebody who you know, made a video that is very good, it's themselves, they're being very human. And then the outcome of that was it led to a sale, it led to a, a, some sort of deeper relationship, something favorable happened. You need to highlight that story. You need to get it in front of everyone so that they go, okay, now I understand the why and the what is going to happen after this. I think if you really nail down those three things, you'd be good. Something else that I want to touch upon that kind of ties into this and communicating effectively on camera is I think people also get very caught up in even if they have a product owner who's the person on camera who wrote the script, sometimes marketing might get a little bit caught up in how that person actually talks through something. So maybe it doesn't match the uh, tone that they want, or they don't use the exact words that maybe the marketing team would have wanted them to use from a messaging perspective. I mean, can we talk a little bit about how you can make marketing happy, but also still not kill the person in front of the camera? <laughs> like, is there, is there a fine yeah. line? Yeah. Well, this is a really tough one because I think for a small to medium-sized business, especially on the smaller side, they seem to be a little bit more open to having people's personalities really come through mm. and really communicating in their own style. They seem to be very, very comfortable with that. And, and therefore, sometimes this is why a small business is much more successful, digitally speaking, than a major enterprise because they don't have red tape. They uh, don't need to, to worry about the, you know, maybe brand ramifications or legal ramifications, anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, so I think that's interesting. So the, all that to say, you really find the, this has more of an issue in like the medium sized business. Um, it, it's, it's hard for me to say, well, marketing, Hey, you just gotta let it go. You just gotta let these people be human, let them be themselves. But that really is uh, the, the goal. So we have to get as close to that as possible. Let's say you're, um, your Dell computers, people are going to want to watch content from more human people. And therefore, they're not going to watch your review about your Dell computer because it's all clean, it's polished, and it's nice. They're going to watch Joe's 
tech reviews, YouTube channel, learn what he has to say about the Dell computer. And this is because people can relate more to him, right? So what, what can we learn from that? What we can learn is that, well, if, if Dell could figure out how to get as close as possible to a real human interaction, real like personable thing, then they would probably be more successful. So, I mean, it's just, it's hard to, it's hard to say exactly what a team should do. I think, I think you have to figure out internally what, what makes the most sense and get as close as you can to just being human. So Zach, if I am bringing somebody in house to do video, what are, I mean, the person is probably already trained up pretty well in video. Um, but what are some high level things that you would say you really want to focus on training them up in to make sure that they're contributing the most effective work, the best work for you? Like what are some high level things that you're like, they should definitely be strong in these different areas to make yeah. sure you have a killer program. Actually, I'm not going to do areas. I'm going to do one thing because I think this is probably one of the most important things that I've seen some very successful companies do, mm. which is that the videographer, the person who's really in charge of your video culture and your content manager, both of these roles are very similar. They should always, they should be trained to think and obsess over the way the buyer thinks not the way that the sales team thinks, the way that the company thinks, the way that the brand thinks, but the way that the buyer thinks. Because if they're so obsessed with the buyer's fears and worries and anxieties, and they're so eager to help them out, they're, first of all, they're going to have a lot of fun in their job because they're the person on the inside getting answers for, for, the, for the buyer, for the customer, for their audience. But also, I think it produces the best content because they can point out where things may be biased. They can point out where you don't go deep enough in explaining something. And these people are, are usually the most successful. Like some of, the, some of my favorite videographer clients that, that I've trained or worked with, they, they just love interacting with their audience. That's, that's what they like. And so it, that excitement carries over into the content they end up making. So I think that is really just like the number one thing. I don't know if I want to like continue to beat a dead horse like with this is I just, I think people get really concerned about how people communicate effectively. And it's like they, they want to turn to a script so badly. And I know we don't condone scripts. Are there ever circumstances where like a teleprompter is needed for a certain reason? I just, people get really hung up on that. So here's what I would say about scripts or teleprompters. There are people in the world who can actually thrive using scripts and, te and teleprompters. It's actually, I've seen it before. 9% of the time, it's not the case. I think if you're trying to figure out when are the times we should use a script or a teleprompter, these are times where maybe you don't need to have this like human connection. Maybe it is literally communicating something that is supposed to be very just literal, very matter of fact. I don't personally have a problem with people using a script. I have a problem with the outcome that I see when mm -hmm. people rely on them, when they're trying to build trust. That, that's what I have a problem with and what I see causes the most issues. But there's always exceptions. You know, everything, there's nothing absolute in this world. So there's always exceptions. I don't know if that's a great answer, but that's no, I, I think, think it's good. I think it's good. So as we bring this episode home, did you know that I actually train teams to be comfortable on camera? Well, if you didn't, that's <laughs> what I do. We're very good at it. So uh, if anything today was really 
uh, sticking out to you. I'd love to come and work with your team. I'm not trying to sell anything, but I literally would love to come and work with your team. So let Mariah and I know if you're interested in any sort of training like that. We'd love to walk through that with you. If not, we still love you and we wish you the best of luck. And I'm sure you would do fine. Thank you for joining us today. Hey, make sure you tune in next week for a new episode. If you enjoyed this one right here, make sure you like, comment, leave us lots of love down below this video. Subscribe to the Film School for Marketers channel if you have not done so already. Hey, right, so we see before we see you next time. Yes. If you are in a situation where you have someone in-house doing video content for you and there's anything we did not cover that you have questions about, let us know. I'd love to hear about what those are. We can talk about in a future episode. We'll obviously answer you in the moment, but I'm just super curious what you guys are dealing with out there uh, so we can help you out. Yeah. Holla at your boy and girl. And until we see you next week, keep learning. <laughs>